Hi, my name is Lisa Clegg and I'm a maternity nurse, mum of three, nanny to one and author of The Blissful Baby Expert and The Blissful Toddler Expert. In my job as a maternity nurse, I advise parents all over the world on feeding, sleeping and any area of development really. They say it takes a village to raise a child and a lot of us don't have family or friends close by when our babies are born. So we wanted to create a place where we can all come together, rave about the good and bad parts about being a parent without any judgment and we hope that it makes our listeners feel like you're not alone and you can use the tips and advice to help with your babies and toddlers. Please be aware that you may on occasion hear some swearing or graphic language. Obviously we will try and keep that to a minimum but we just wanted to put the disclaimer in just in case we have a little drop every now and again. If there's any subjects you would like us to discuss or any regular features you would like us to do, please, please send us an email or contact me via Instagram. All the details are in the podcast description and we hope to hear from you soon. Today, our guest on the podcast is Becca. Hi, Becca. How are you? Hi, Hi. I'm fine. How are you? Good, I'm good, thanks. Now, Becca is one of the mums that um, I worked with years ago when the book first came out, wasn't it? Um, And your daughter was only, how old was she when you first contacted me? Do you remember? She was five months. Five months, okay. And um, you contacted me because you were having sleep issues and just needed some advice with that? Yeah, massive, massive sleep issues. She was waking up. God, every 20 minutes by the time that I contacted you, I would be up all night sort of rocking her and rocking her and rocking her and then she'd finally get back to sleep and I'd put her down and I'd get 20 minutes and then, oh, she'd be up again. So absolutely exhausted at the point of yeah. I found you. And, <laughs> and do you remember kind of how we changed that, you know, what what we did to, to kind of get her sleeping well and how long it took just to kind of give everybody an idea if they're in that sort of position yeah we just looked at kind of really gently introducing her into a proper routine um a proper routine of naps rather than just kind of walking around endlessly for hours and hours and hours waiting for her to drop off um a proper routine of food as well and making sure that I knew her cues for hunger rather than just um assuming that she was hungry and if she didn't have the the milk or whatever um and just making sure that she could settle herself to sleep rather than needing me to sort of endlessly rock her back and forth for hours and hours on end yeah so previous to that you hadn't had any sort of structure you'd just been doing kind of feed and naps different each day and just you know going with the flow a bit more had you yeah just day to day whatever I thought was the best a lot of people just said you know that's normal for babies babies don't sleep um you you know you knew what you were getting yourself in for sort of thing um I remember my mum saying you know it's you know you were never like that but that doesn't mean that she shouldn't be like that um you've just got a baby that doesn't really sleep lucky you yeah (laughs) yeah so it's almost deemed that people around you say well that's normal kind of get on with it you know you don't need to change anything it's it's just what you have to deal with yeah exactly it wasn't until I sort of 
Um, I was on Twitter a lot because there's not much to do at three o'clock in the morning, but um, (laughs) people doing the night feeds and things are quite active at that time of night. So it wasn't until I was on there and realising that other babies aren't like that. Other babies were sleeping through the night at her age um, or, you know, waking up once maybe, um, but every 20 minutes wasn't normal um, or typical Mm -hmm. for a baby. Um, So that really helped just make you see that there was, you know, something else you could look into and maybe improvements that then could be made. Yeah, exactly. I can't remember who it was that introduced me to you. Um, I owe her a lifetime of gratitude, (laughs) whoever it was. Um, But she sort of said, you know, get in touch with Lisa, see if there's anything that she can suggest. And we started emailing and making contact. Um, and you had just written the book. It was in, it had, I don't think it had even been published. I think it wasn't until a few months later that you'd actually been published. Um, yeah. And you suggested all these different things to try and, you know, make sure she's going to sleep in our cot rather than, you know, going out for drives and hoping for the best and, you know, stick to the routine and do this, that and the other. And it totally worked. And I think it only took three or four nights um before she was going to bed happily by herself with a muslin square and going off to sleep by herself and I was like a new woman I didn't know what to do with myself okay. <laughs> <laughs> all this time on your hands suddenly yeah <laughs> yeah so obviously you know even when you've got a baby into a routine and they're sleeping well you're still going to have things like teething and illness and things like that but did you find that having a routine just made it much easier to deal with those things anyway and kind of know when when she was poorly you know when she was teething because it wouldn't have been typical for her to wake up frequently anyway yeah massively and especially when I had my second as well because I followed um excuse me I followed the blissful baby routine from the start um so I knew that if she was unsettled or she wasn't going down for a nap or she wasn't going to sleep without fussing I knew that that was going to be teething um so I knew to give her a little bit of ambisol um maybe a little bit of neurophenylcalpol if I thought that it was bad enough um and I was able to to deal with that rather than endlessly rocking it (laughs) well yeah exactly you found the difference between kind of starting from the start with your second baby you know whereas with the first you kind of had to do all of that hard work later on didn't you but with your first baby it, it makes your second baby sorry it makes it much easier if you can kind of structure things from the start and you don't end up in that cycle of hourly waking or 20 minute rocking do you Mm -hmm. it it makes it much easier yeah it's massive difference between the two of them because Mm -hmm. um Layla being my first obviously you don't know what to expect um but like I say by the point she was waking up every 20 minutes I knew that that couldn't necessarily be right um with Amelia yeah being in the routine from the beginning you know preempting what she needed knowing what her hunger cues were and being on that and making Mm -hmm. sure that she wasn't awake for more than a couple of hours and making sure she was sleeping when you know when she needed to be sleeping and sticking to that schedule as much as I could made a huge 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 difference um to her she was a much much happier baby than than Layla was um and to us as well we were much happier as parents it was much easier to uh, 
um, work, you know, work our day around her um, and knowing, you know, she goes to sleep at this time and this time, so we need to do this. Um, I got into such a lovely little routine of, for our morning nap, um, walking up to baby clinic to get our weighed um, because it was exactly half an hour, 45 minutes. So she would fall asleep in the pram, we would have a lovely walk and she would, I would wake her when we got up to baby clinic um, and she would be happy and bright and chatty with the midwife and it was just, it was lovely. We had a lovely little routine. Yeah, and a lot of people worry that having a routine means that you're just stuck in the house all the time, mm-hmm. that you can't go out and about, that you can't, you know, your baby has to have every single nap in a cot and you, you're going to have no life. You know, obviously you've had two children that one who you started the routine with a bit later mm-hmm. and one who you started it with from the start. Did you ever feel like you had to be confined to the house? No, not not really. Um, obviously, right, right, right at the start of having my second I kind of wanted to just be in the house because that was, mm. you know, after um, having a cesarean, it's a little bit tiring. But um, no, we used to go out on nice little walks. And like I say, we would have our morning walk um, for our morning nap. And then she would have a long sort of lunchtime nap where I tend to be in the house anyway. Um, and then for the late afternoon, sort of tea time nap, um, I would quite often, Layla was just at nursery then, so on her days off nursery, we would go for a walk. So she would just be on a scooter and I would have Amelia in the pram and we would go for a little walk around the block while she had that nap. Because um, I found that she wouldn't settle in the cot for that nap anyway. So No, a lot of them don't. Yeah, so that was yeah. kind of our... And if it was raining and rubbish, she would go in our baby swing, higher speed, mm-hmm. she would swing away <laughs> with the music on and, and have a nap then. So no, yeah. I didn't ever feel like I was kind of stuck in the house and... I don't ever feel like I missed out on any baby groups or plans or things like that. There was some baby groups that I couldn't do because they were at, you know, nine o'clock in the morning where I'd be like, no, that's not going to work for us because she's going to be overtired. She's not going to enjoy it. But then I would just find another baby group that was later in the day. So I don't feel like I missed out. Well done. And Becca is actually one of my, um, what I call my admin mums now, aren't you? I am, yeah. So she's one of the original mums who I helped. And obviously she's got a lot of experience now with her two children, but also helping me over the years with um, helping other mums. And um, she helps to advise the mums on our private Facebook group um, to to give them some advice just to take some of the pressure off me um with all the advice so thank you for helping with that um we've got a few features that I wanted to kind of talk to you about and you might come up with any any um advice the first feature that we we've decided that we're going to feature each week is like a mum or parent hack of the week so we'd be quite happy for people to write in with advice on what is their biggest parenting hack that they can think of is there anything I'm putting you on the spot here but is there anything you can think of off the top of your head (laughs) before I kind of suggest a couple that we've had sent in mind kind of (laughs) this is this sounds so crazy um this came out as a hack a couple of years after I'd done it. I didn't realise that it was a hack. But it was when you have a little baby and you've got a lot of the bodysuits, it was yep. when you dry them to get your drying rack and to hang them with, like, the poppers over the yep. 
metal bits on oh, the, the rack. Drying rack. Um, yeah. Apparently that was a hack. I didn't know. I just thought that's you know that saves a lot of space. Um, yeah. And also with the bodysuits, if you have a um, a poo explosion, um, mm-hmm. to the shoulders expand and they expand to the width of your baby essentially so you can pull it down over the baby rather than over the head and obviously risk getting everywhere in the hair all and in the hair like that so go down and exactly over. that <laughs> exactly that that was that was one of the ones that somebody sent in oh, exactly so and you've got poo yeah when you've got poo literally up to the neck if you instead of pulling the vest up over the head you just pull it down um and then you can put that in the wash or there were definitely occasions where I took one look at the vest and thought I'm not even washing that that one's going in the bin I can't even deal with that yeah um we had that um we we were driving to um Reading because I live up in Newcastle um and we were Mm -hmm. driving down to Reading so it's like a six-hour journey and Layla was a newborn she's only about four weeks old um and she pooed in the car so we pulled you know we went to the services and changed her and she had these beautiful they were little um marie from the aristocats pajamas on ruined just there was just no way (laughs) so they they went in the bin there and the other hack that i've just remembered that um i thought of a lot of parents um find that they uh, not necessarily babies but more like when they're one-ish start taking their nappies off Mm -hmm. in the night um so a good hack that I found was to put their sleep suits on backwards and the nappy on backwards because they can't get around (laughs) to undo it that's quite a good hack yeah very good idea and another one which we've we've been sent in for the whole poo explosion thing lots of poo talk on here I think people (laughs) will find that's a very regular chat that we have is um that Milton you know a lot of people you can buy the Milton bottles kind of some people use Milton for sterilizing Milton tablets Mm -hmm. but you can buy a bottle of Milton liquid and for white washing if you've got white baby grows or white bibs um you can actually soak them in Milton and and, and then wash them afterwards and apparently it really works to get all of the completely yellow poo stains out good for weaning as well when you've got orange carrot stains oh, um that's a fact i'll probably still use that now and, and amelia's four but i'll probably still use yeah. that now that's a good one I know. I know. I only found about that recently. You see so many people with lots of beautiful white T-shirts on. And and I always think to myself, how does your child keep that T-shirt so clean? You know, it's usually you've got stains and and all sorts. and, And I kind of end up throwing them away after a period and buying a new one. But I'm definitely going to be trying that one now. But just note it's only on white completely white things don't use it on colored things um because it, it will stain and you'll get the speckled stains oh, um yeah, like like it's bleached it yeah. so there's there's a couple of parenting hacks for um people to use um one of the other features we were going to do as a regular was um most embarrassing parenting moment um so i've got one here that i can read have you got anything you can think of off the top of your head that you have or not i don't i um i'm not easily embarrassed i think i don't know (laughs) sometimes kids are just kids and i just kind of laugh it off i'm just not easy it's probably my partner would probably completely disagree and say, no, there was the time that, you know, one of them said this in the middle of the shop or things like that. But um, no, I can't think yeah. of any. 
I remember one one occasion with us. My um, we went on holiday and we go to this same caravan park every year, and it has a big lion called Louis the Lion. You know, he's they've changed it now, and it's a different character now. But years ago, it was always Louis the Lion, and um, Jack was only about two and a half, three at the time, and he loved this lion. But you know what they like when they're toddlers? They love them from a distance, mm. don't they? He was like, okay, I'm okay with you over there, but don't come too close to me. And we were walking around the caravan park, and we were just going um through the under um one of the kind of aisles through there and we'd just been and got an ice cream so um, my husband's walking in front and Jack was kind of walking next to me but between me and my husband kind of walking along with his ice cream and this lion came out of the side entrance of the of the clubhouse came out and kind of started walking <laughs> towards him and I just remember Jack kind of turning around and me going to him oh look Jack there's Louie and he just took one look at him and ran with this ice cream full on into my husband's back and he had ice cream all over his (laughs) bum you know my husband was covered in ice cream and the fear in Jack's face was just like I just have to get away from this giant lion so that was my husband's probably most embarrassing moment in that he was had ice cream all over his bottom his back legs everything and he was like oh great okay now I have to walk back to the caravan like this covered in ice cream all because yeah all because he freaked out that he'd seen this lion running or not running towards him just kind of coming towards him waving and it totally freaked him out bless him it's so common though like Layla was scared of anyone dressed up when she was that that sort of toddler age um because I remember Peppa Pig, I think it was, was at the soft play once. Um, it turned out it was a man dressed as Peppa Pig, which is very strange because <laughs> he walked past me talking, in a, obviously in a man voice. So that was very odd. Um, but Layla was absolutely terrified of anyone sort of dressed up um, with a, a mask on or a head on. Now, she look, yeah. you know, she's eight now, so she's a lot older. But um, now she absolutely loves dressing up. But when she was sort of yeah. two or three, absolutely terrified of anyone dressed up. Yeah, well, they're quite big, aren't they? You know, characters when they're dressed up and they've got these big heads on. Even something like Father Christmas, Mm. you know, Santa Claus, they go through a stage, all of them go through a stage where, you know, you're trying to, you're always telling our children not to go near strangers and yet you're trying to encourage them to go up to a strange man with a great big white beard. Oh, yeah. You know, and they're like, I don't think I want to do that. some cracking photos of Leila when she was that age, (laughs) screaming on Santa's lap. Probably totally traumatised her for life. But, um, yeah, it is. It is very strange because we sort of say, like you say, if it, you know, don't talk to that stranger. And then you say like, oh, talk to this stranger because he's the one that gives yeah. presents. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it is very confusing for them. But yeah, she was, exactly. she was the same. Bless her. Um, yeah, one of the um, embarrassing parenting moments we've had sent in, I'll just read it out to you. Um, so it says 20 weeks pregnant and this mum's asked to be anonymous because she hasn't told anyone about it is very embarrassed about it um 20 weeks pregnant on a flight with my 16 month old on my lap the whole time I was wearing a floaty dress and underwear I also put a panty liner on as I was constantly worried if I sneezed or coughed I would leak we've all been there with Mm -hmm. pregnancy and birth right um when I got off the plane I went straight to the toilet at the airport and found the panty liner was gone um absolutely mortified at the thought it was stuck on the seat I'd sat on for two and a half hours straight dying inside oh no (laughs) 
So, yeah, I mean, hopefully it didn't get noticed as she went out, but obviously she didn't realise until she'd got to the toilet that it was missing. Oh, so, um, long live panty liners with wings, hey? Oh, they, they, um, God, yes. Amazing. I, do you know what? I quite liked, um, after giving birth, I liked the ones that are essentially mattresses, the really thick ones that you get. Yeah. <laughs> They're very comfy. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. For straight after birth, you need something thick. Definitely, you? you certainly wouldn't. You certainly would notice losing one of those. <laughs> um, well, I think that's all we've probably got time for today. But um, thank you for joining me and having a chat with us about your experiences. Anyway, thank it's been you. Good it's been lovely. Up. It's been really, really nice. And it's nice to be able to. Obviously, I know that I help out as that as admin. Um, I don't get to, you know, do it as much now as we did sort of back in the early days um because yep. especially because the community's kind of grown now so quite often I'll go on and people have already answered so I'm like yeah there we go that's you know you guys know what you're doing so <laughs> you don't need me yeah well that was the whole point we started it wasn't it to have mm. kind of that place so on our on our private Facebook group they are people who um follow the blissful baby expert routine mm-hmm. anyway and have um had a membership with me previously so um yeah we've got probably upwards of seven eight hundred mums on there now um mainly mums I think probably I would say there's only about 10 dads as far as I know mm-hmm. so there's not many dads and the dads tend to keep quiet and let the mums do all the talking <laughs> anyway <laughs> probably for the best uh, they probably <laughs> yeah they probably just mute us most of the time don't they <laughs> But yeah, no, it's a great place where everybody can help um, each other. And that's that's the point of the podcast, why we wanted to do it, just to kind of talk about different areas that people are interested in to, to try and help as many people as possible and give some advice that other people can go on and use mm-hmm. um, with their little ones. Yeah, and so it's, I think great. it's nice as well to know sort of who you, you're talking to and who's giving you advice. And it is great, obviously... Layla was kind of one like you say one of the earliest ones and it's how much it's grown over the past few years it's just obviously you've got the two books it's just it's absolutely amazing so and thank you for everything that you do because especially with having my second you know the routine was down pat because of you um don't think we could have got it got through it (laughs) otherwise so thank you no, you're welcome. Well, I always say I'm just the teacher. You know, you guys are the ones who have to do all the hard work. I can give you all the tools and the advice to to say, you know, how how to do it. But you guys are the ones who have to do all the hard work to, to do it. So well done on um, persevering with it. Patience and perseverance is our motto generally, isn't it? It is, so, definitely. And, and it does. It works. It just, it really does. Yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So I'd just like to say thank you to Becca again for joining us today. Um, It was great to share all of your tips and advice. Um, And obviously, if any of you have got any stories or regular features you think it would be good for us to share in the podcast each week, um, then drop us an email to the address in the podcast description or you can find me on Instagram at blissfulbabyexp1 and send me a message there or via the website and we'll talk to you all again soon. Bye for now.